Good evening, folks. Good morning to some and good afternoon to many. This is The Daily Marketer. And specifically, this is part two to our chat with Nick Hughes, who is a serial entrepreneur, blogger, and founder of Founders Live, a social network and global venue for entrepreneurs. Please enjoy this conversation that we had with him as much as I did. Thanks. So you mentioned you're in 50 to 60 locations. How many, how many users are using the platform uh, or engage with Founders Live at large. And that might even be including all the people that regularly come to events or have ever come to events. Yeah, yeah good question. So uh, we, there's two numbers that I'll give you to give mm-hmm. you an example. So we have uh, about eight, 18,000, almost, um, almost 19,000 uh, founders and entrepreneurs on Founders Live. Uh, that means that they have registered and they have an account on Founders Live. It's free to join. But then I double, if not 2.5x that number mm-hmm. for our, our reach. And the reason why is um, when you think about all of our distribution lists on um, Eventbrite, on our email list, uh, the people that attend events but don't necessarily sign up for Founders Live for one reason or another, there's about, you know, two times more, or it, or I guess you would say double the amount of um, our registered members. And so we're looking at about 40, mm-hmm. um, almost almost 45,000 people uh, around the world that are engaged in around Founders Live, which is, which is good. You know, look, I'm, 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 I'm pleasantly happy about that. I'm, I'm not satisfied. And I think we can clearly, I mean, I think this, uh, I think, the entire experience right now and, and especially as virtual happens and when we shift, um, I think this is going to greatly in, impact us positively. And I think, you know, in the next couple of years, we're going to grow massively, but you know, 50,000 people still great and really appreciate the reach. Yeah. It's, I personally get a lot of value from founders live and from going to the events. Uh, I think there's, you know, they say any, any product that is good needs to provide overwhelming m- amount of value. I mean, it's like, it's, it's like you couldn't live without it in that way. And I think Founders Live really has that in terms of the bond and the community there and the, the knowledge that people really feel like they need to have because they don't know what they don't know, right? And uh, it's, it's if you have the right mindset, you will seek out that information. Uh, the, the about, you know, 18 to 40, 50,000. So has all the growth been mostly organic? What's been the sources of growth? Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely put it in organic, and that's a very um, general term, but we can I, I think we can definitely talk a lot about that because if we're talking about marketing and techniques and strategies and, and perspectives, um, our major growth, pretty much all of our growth has been organic and word of mouth. Um, and yeah, I, wanted, wow. I, want, I want to dive into that um, after I mention this, but yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of word of mouth. Um, if you think about it, you know, as part of the reason the strategy is to expand in new cities is because, you know, to be visual about it, 
it's just putting another little um it's like a, a little burst of energy uh on like a, a little hub on the map a yeah. little hub on the map that then is it's spokes own out right and then bam you know and then you know uh, we launched in moscow russia recently um bam you know now that's going to start popping and, and growing around Russia and we're going to launch in Poland, uh, in, um, Gdansk and also Warsaw in the next couple months. Uh, we're going to launch in, I think Berlin will launch here soon. Um, you know, I, I could name off all these different cities, but the point is, you know, once you put down stakes and in, in a city, in a different country and you start getting a network going there, then the word of mouth really starts to kind of spread locally, but then it just starts growing. So, you know, our plan has been, you know, go wide. So if you've heard of like mile wide and inch deep kind of thing, uh, that is our plan right now is to go a mile wide or I'm using that example or term, but mm -hmm. to go is, you know, it's been, it's really a sprint to a hundred cities to get our, you know, our stakes down in a hundred cities, have leaders in hundred cities, have events happen, whether they're in person or virtual and have the brand start to be marketed and spread locally in those cities. And you just play that out over a number of years in the future. And that's how we will continue to grow just because you have, you have stakes in the ground all over the world. Yeah. I think that's, it's a, it's a really smart strategy because you, you haven't, it sounds like you haven't used much of paid marketing at all, which is what, what I know a lot about. And I've, I've seen companies that, you know, 30 to 40% of their entire marketing mix is, is paid. And that's relatively healthy. Ideally, everything's organic. You know, it's like that saying, if you have to pay for marketing, it's like a tax that you're paying, you know, yeah. uh, for, for maybe building not enough, uh, not as great of a product. I think it's a little bit extreme, but it, it gets the point across. And then I've seen companies where 100% everything is paid. All, all the traffic has been paid, which is a really dangerous place to be because it's like, you just got to keep pouring the gasoline, right? Like if you don't got uh, the gasoline, what, what, what do you do, right? So, well, so, yeah, so you, you, you haven't even used that lever yet. And imagine no. when you use that lever when it's in the 100 locations, you mentioned that. Oh, you're, you're so, absolutely right. You know? You're absolutely right. Let me touch on that because, um, yeah, we've done very, very little paid marketing. And it, it's a few reasons. Number one, I think, um, you know, when, when you have a brand that is spreading naturally and word of mouth and you like, the rate right now it's like yeah. okay it's a it's a good rate i can live with that yeah. um you know it, once we are able to and we get a budget that we want to identify you know we'll start we will start putting gas on that um but i want to touch on i think that this is the crux of uh in terms of my experience with marketing and having a product and a brand that grows organically and word of mouth it really comes down to i think three if not four things but the first one that's massively important is uh, really, really understanding the what you know the brand. What is the brand? What is the why around the brand? Um, and and you know all the entire experience that you know in terms of Founders Live, and you've been to a number of events, so you know this. But you know we have our core values. We have um, you know what what does Founders Live stand for? Um, when you look at just the entire brand experience from the in, the event that you're in in person, you're like, wow, this is amazing. You know, we've put a lot of effort and under, you know, just time and attention into what that experience is. Um, our messaging, uh, the way that we actually have built a system for our city leaders to then expand the brand in their city 
Um, so if you think about that, it comes down to the experience as a, as a consumer or a customer of Founders Live. And if you do not have that as, as a company, as a brand, if you don't have a quality brand experience, it's going to be very hard to grow and very expensive to grow because you're paying to just try to get people to buy your product. You're not, you're not empowering others to talk about your product for you. And, and so, you know, whether I knew it or not, when early on, as I um, started to build founders live and actually create the system for it, for the brand and for our expansion, you know, um, I put together the core values and, and really took a lot of time to understand why is this company and this brand here for what is the point of why we're here? Yeah. Um, and as you know, like, you know, we're here to really inspire, educate and entertain entrepreneurs. We're here to create an unforgettable experience and, and help grow early stage entrepreneurs and companies. And we do that in various ways, but I had to figure that out early on and now start putting that into our core values and our messaging so that the end result of your experience at our event is like, wow, this is awesome. I'm going to come here again. And wow, I'm going to go to work tomorrow and I'm going to tell my friend like, dude, I went to Founders Live last night. It was awesome. Yeah. And, And so that, that takes a lot of work, but man, you do that up front. And you save a ton of money on your marketing because they're talking about it for you. And, and so that, that's number one. And then secondly, I would say, understand, a, create your system. So what is your system? Um, you know, for Founders Live, it's we have a system of expansion. We have a system for how you create the event. You know, it, simple, simply put, our events that highlight and, you know, create a great experience for founders to pitch and win a competition is simply a marketing event mm-hmm. in general, mm-hmm. you know, it is because yeah. we're bringing new users and new followers right. and new every single week that we have our events. So that's not the reason we do them, but that's the byproduct of it. So, you know, for us, as, as we are a localized event that happens, but distributed around the world, these events happen all over the place. We have a system. And once you figure out your system, and that can be specific to the business that you're in, um, you now have an engine that can start running and then that engine just starts growing and expanding. The and, flywheel. And, and the flywheel. And, and flywheel. man, that system, if that does not cost anything, you are in a great place and that's what Founders Live is. I mean, our system really doesn't cost us anything. Yeah. Um, we have human capital and energy that does a lot of those work initially. Um, but yeah, then... You know, because events are happening on a monthly basis or every other month, um, you know, people are learning about Founders Live all the time. They're signing up for an event. Their friend is bringing them and they're like, what is this? And then they're like, whoa, this is way cool. So, you know, figure out your system. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's, a, that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have a really good flywheel. I think the audience has a good understanding of it too now that you've described it with the events. And in some way, the the events are led... You don't have to be there at the events to lead them. So therefore, they're member-generated events, right? I'm sure the member leaders might either seek you out or you seek someone out there. Uh, and, and, and that happens. And then the, there's a certain game plan that they follow. It's kind of like a system and the, rule, the, game, the game plan book. And uh, the, you know, that helps us spread it too um, with the mission in mind as the underlying thing, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the last thing I would, I would say is, um, 
I obviously some businesses are set up, I guess, better or a better aligned for this, but your mission and your entire purpose of being as a company needs to be something that others identify with and, and yeah. want to follow, follow. And they want to be around and associated with you. And they want to, it's for the better of society that they want to attach themselves and, and come to your event or, or buy your product. Um, I think that, Oh, clearly now we're going to see that much more than we did before, but you know, you and I are in that generation that we're like, yeah, we want to, we want to know what the back story of this company is. We want to know their purpose, not just I'm going to buy their product because of whatever. Um, we want to know more and we want to know why. So, um, that is the cherry on top because that, that, that's what pushes the flywheel forward. The flywheel keeps going once you get it going, but the push is like, the purpose and the mission and it, it resonates with people deep inside. Yeah. Has, has there been things around the mission or the vision that as it's grown has come to light for you, you know, that, that people have discovered that you hadn't even defined or carved out for them yet. I'll answer it this way. Okay. I'm going to answer it in a story because um, as you know, and I might've, told you this, um, when we were meeting previously, but, um, I was in Africa. So for all you listeners, I have been on a world tour traveling and living in founders life cities, usually about once one region a month. And I have bounced around the world. It's been amazing for the last, you know, 16 months. It's been, it's been great. And obviously with some of the coronavirus stuff, it's a little bit on hold, but I will definitely get back on the road when I can. I was in Zimbabwe and uh, this was not at our Founders Live event. It wasn't the pitch competition, but they had a gathering and there was a, they just put me in front of the room. In a chair, right? In in a chair. And they said, talk. (laughs) And I was, they literally were like, "Uh, let's hear your story. We want to hear your story. And so I told how I started Founders Live and my journey as an entrepreneur. And then it was just a Q and a session for like two hours. Mm. And, and this guy, this guy raises his hand and I call on him and he says, how can we be more like you? And what he meant was how can we in us Africans be successful like you Americans? Because we're not. And basically his statement was, we're not valuable. We struggle. We, how, how can we reach the success that you have? And he's talking to me and look, I'm not a billionaire, you know, I'm not a billionaire yet or whatever, but you know, they definitely held me at a higher standard. And I was like, you know, and so it clicked right there, man. It clicked that, wow, what we have created at Founders Live is so much more impactful and important than I even realized because he was just one of millions and millions of of people on that continent only that need the connection that we bring need the information. They need Something the inspiration. Like they need the information. The the um, information to be better entrepreneurs. They need the the resources and the capital to help them move forward. And that right there is all they need to feel just like the way we are because we're not anything better. And that's yeah. why I told him. I said we're not better than you. You are as talented, as able. You are as passionate as we are in Seattle or San Francisco. It's just we have more resources than you. Yeah. And, and we have more connection to the people that can help us move mountains. 
And, and, and so like that to me was the thing that changed. And I was just like, dude, I'm sitting in, I'm sitting in Zimbabwe. I'm the only white dude in, in like a 50, 75 people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I, and they're all looking at me like I'm, you know, the best or the, the shit, you know? And, and I was just like, damn, you know, this is big time. This yeah. is big. And, yeah. and we've only scratched the surface to really help. I don't care where you live. I don't care what country you're from help you become better and grow your business as an entrepreneur and connect with others like us that are doing things around the world. So, um, that was a big learning thing for me is just to actually see it with my own eyes, uh, to be there and shake their hands and, and, and actually live in their culture for um, almost a month. Um, that was incredibly life-changing. Yeah, that's a great story. Thanks for sharing. That. I remember you shared that a few months ago, and that only happened recently, right? Like, I'm sure more stories like this, even stories that you maybe will never hear, will continue to happen. Yes, you know, right. and you know, it, it's um, I, I do get a lot of people uh, writing to me now, and you know, it's maybe they had an experience in an event um, in South America or in Europe. I wasn't there, um, but I hear a lot about it, you know, and so um, it's way cool these are the the things that feed me as the founder to continue to build uh, forward. And so I guess to answer your question in a, in another way, um, the watching and hearing and interacting with our users helps point me and our team towards the things that we need to now build yeah. and develop. Right. And so listening to your users, that's why I've, I've, that's dude going on this tour is not just fun. I've lived all over. I'm just like traveling and living in various cities, but I'm going to our users. I'm, I'm looking at them in the eye and I'm asking them and, and seeing how they experience our brand yeah. in, in their home environment. And that is like absolutely the best thing that you could ever do. Absolutely. It's also it's it's the presidential grassroots campaign too, right? It's 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 always worked that way too, right? Yeah, I don't think I'll go there, but um, you know, that, I've got a little while to think about that. But yeah, it's it is it's it. That's why presidents go on these sort yeah. of tours because they need to uh, see people. They need to be in different communities and environments, and and it, right. it makes it it makes it very real. Yeah, absolutely. You know, speaking with people, shaking their hands, looking them in the eye, getting the connection. Yeah, it's, it's always really powerful. So the, the the story that you told in Zimbabwe was in some way a, a signal for you and your team. Uh, speaking of signals, what sort of tracking and reporting do you have in place? And, and maybe it's not quantitative, it's it's also qualitative uh, for, for Founders Live and its, and its growth that you've observed and are going to continue to observe. Yeah, it's, this is a good question. Um, the simple answer is, well, the answer I want to give you is um, we we don't have as sophisticated as systems that I actually want. And that's one of the main uh, aspects of uh, not only 2020, but the change in the things that we're doing is we're going to put more uh, in place. And if you go back to what we said earlier, you know, look, because we do much uh, much more word of mouth, organic, um, a lot of the the metrics and tracking and just insights on our growth and what's working is less like Google AdWords and those sort of metrics and Google Analytics and all yeah. that. It's it's much more um, looking at the trends in terms of um, attendance, um, you know, repeat uh, attendees and repeat like members that are how how active are they on Founders Live. 
um, you know, uh, you know, the, the retention of those individuals. I think when you look at retention numbers, when you look at monthly actives, when you look at, um, how, you know, and you go city by city. So when you think about founders live, a, a very high level thought process is, you know, in, in short, in, in one aspect, we're kind of like a franchise, right? So if you think about like, mm-hmm. we're, we're monitoring how healthy our burger joints are when you look at across the, the cities, right? Or, you know, coffee shops or whatever. So right. I'm just giving, I'm giving the listener a way to think about, um, we look at, you know, each individual city as its unit that how frequently are they having events? Right. Um, how, how, what's their growth on event attendees each month? Um, the great thing is then, we actually have also, as you know, when we, our competition, when there's a pitch competition through Founders Live, the voting happens on Founders Live. So that drives people into our platform. We get new users every week because of that. And then, you know, voting, like how many people are voting at, during that event? So I can look at the ticket sales versus the voting numbers, um, how many new, uh, how many new members and um, users did we gain this last week based on how many events did we have? Um, so we're looking at a lot of those. Those are hard numbers. Those are numbers um, that are less sophisticated, but those are truth numbers, man. Yeah, you know, right. They're basically like, are things happening and how are we growing? Is it working? Right. Is it working? And I don't, at this point, let's go back to, I think an interesting conversation quickly is no, um, you know, I, I I believe paid marketing is best used when you know exactly your target market, when you know exactly what your cost of customer acquisition is, when you know you can put a dollar here and you're going to get three dollars back, or you put X amount of dollars here and you're going to get X amount of customers or users back. Yeah. Um, if you if you don't know that, you're throwing money away that you have no idea the return on. So you know, we're not doing that just yet. So for us, it's the tangible things that we know if the business and the brand is growing, if it's healthy or if it's not. And those are the indicators, you know, what's working, what's not, who's active, who's not, what is our growth on a week? You know, I I do growth metrics on a weekly basis. I don't do growth metrics on a daily basis because I think, what am I just going to, you know, you check numbers every day and you just start to get kind of uh, neurotic. Uh, Raising my hand. Yeah. Yeah. Every Monday morning, I do our growth metric numbers. It's just, it's on a weekly basis. So I can look at weekly trends because I feel like weekly trends for us, week, weekly trends are most appropriate for our business. Yeah. Uh, when you look at it by city, you mentioned, uh, you know, attendance, uh, members, ticket sales, votes by city. What are certain cities that really stand out as, as strong cohorts? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, Seattle was Seattle was our first city, and it's our our largest city. Just because um, I'm from I'm from there, and we're six years old now. Um, uh, Boston hmm. is great. Boston is very very consistent, and the team is awesome there. Boston is great; uh, they're doing well. Dallas has done a very good job; they're doing really well. Um, um, London has hmm. been a very, you know, they, they launched uh, almost a year ago and they're doing very, very well. Portland is, is definitely, Portland was our second city. And I remember that. They, they fell off. I mean, they were quiet for almost a year and then we fired it back up and, you know, our city leader, Josh down there is doing a very good job. Uh, so Portland's going well. 
uh, Harare Zimbabwe is huh. actually like the, they're doing incredibly well. Uh, they, they actually have a thriving event. Um, they reach, they get about, you know, 80 to a yeah, hundred people almost. So that's very good. That's good. Um, every event. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. And so they, they do their events pretty much every other month. They're on huh. like kind of a, they're every two months kind of time frame. Um, Buenos Aires is, hmm. is, uh, doing really well. Uh, when I was there, there was, um, about, I would say 80 people. So that was 80 to 80 to hundred people. Um, you know, shoot, you know, I could list off another, uh, yeah. another handful, but yeah, those are the cities. Um, you can get an idea on that and, um, you know, uh, Oh, um, actually this is crazy. Quito, Ecuador. They had like 125 or 150 people at one of their last events in Ecuador. Um, yeah, Guadalajara had in Mexico had probably 125 at one of their, their recent ones. So, you know, for us, you know, anything over about a hundred, that's where we're, we're, we're starting to get in the sweet spot. So a hundred, the goal is a hundred to 200 on a consistent basis in Seattle. Sometimes you've seen it, we get, you know, 250 to 300 and it's crazy. But, um, you know, the, the goal would, you know, the magic number is a hundred. When you walk into a room with 125 people at an event, you're like, okay, this is, this is, this is cool. Something's happening here. Yeah. So our goal is to get our cities. The goal is to get them up to that hundred plus range as, mm-hmm. as soon as possible. Yeah. And do you see causation with the, the, the platform growth when you have those events, uh, it, or is it, a Sometimes it it, it, it it doesn't go up or maybe, you know, people join because you mentioned people vote uh, through the app. Maybe they sign up, but then maybe they, they, they leave for a little bit and then they kind of get, get back up there when the next event comes. What does that look like? Uh, yeah, it, to- it depends. And, you know, obviously, I guess the genius of our event is that you have to vote on founders live. So we get people in. Right. Um, the flip side of that coin is, you know, people are like, what am I joining? I don't necessarily know. I haven't seen this before. And yeah. so it, it might take them a while to, to get engaged. Um, the benefit of this entire isolated kind of turning into a vir- vir- uh, virtual event situation is we're going to see a lot more engagement. We're focusing a lot more on uh, online experiences and events. And, um, you know, just we have to innovate around the the virtual um online community experience we have to so um that's what we're we're focusing on that now but um yeah sometimes you see you know definitely we see spikes on um i mean there's days where we have six or seven events on one day and we'll see a pretty big spike obviously Mm. um but you know the great thing is each like i said each and every week we grow um that's you know this this downturn has slowed us down right now as we're putting in place the virtual events, but we'll pick back up. But yeah, that was like, oh shoot, you know, that, if you don't have any events happening and people aren't coming in and you know, in, in engaging with the platform or coming to events, um, our our growth right now has slowed. Yeah, uh, we are we are now putting in place what we're going to do for virtual events, and that will kick back up. Yep. Yeah. 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 D- did you read that book, Viral Loops? Yes. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. And, it's uh, very good. It's very, very good. good. It's very, very, very fun to read. Uh, and and always talks about the viral coefficient and you know different paid think, marketing programs. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. 
my only caveat or just, you know, if anyone's going to read that or if you've had to read it, um, the one thing that I just keep thinking about even now, and uh, the downside to this comment is your growth might be a little slower, but be careful about a gimmick and be careful on if you're going to create a viral thing or, you know, obviously now we're, you know, the world is taken over by some sort of virus and you can study that as well. But viral, exactly. viral growth, that book is really about how do you make things grow on an exponential cur- uh, curve and, yeah. you know, the, the K factor and all that. Well, be careful to not put a gimmick in front or on your product so that people spread it because that gimmick will always go away. A good example is uh, HQ Trivia. Are you familiar? No, but I can think of a different example. What's HQ Trivia? So HQ Trivia was uh, popular in like 2017 and 2018. And basically it was like, it was like once a day or whatever, there would be a notification if you had the app. And it was literally a trivia game, real time, where people on their phone jumped in there and you had to you had to answer correctly questions successively. And if you answered one wrong, you got dropped out of the competition, but mm. then there would be like, there would be money that you could win at the end. And yeah. the, the thing is it was like 12 or 13 questions and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people would at one point in time, jump on and try to answer the questions. And then like four at the end would be winners or, yeah. you know, six. Cause they get progressively six, harder, right? They get, they get harder and you only get 10 seconds to answer the question. Huh. Well, if you think about it, I mean, they were blowing up for a while and they were going crazy, but the gimmick was money. So they had to raise their award and prize money all the time to the point where it was like hundred thousand dollars, like, you know, and you know, <laughs> two, two people would win it or three people would take right. that money. But dude, if you're raising your price of the prize, well, you have a, your model is flipped over. You, you're underwater basically. Like this is never going to work if the gimmick, people are only using it because of the gimmick. Yeah. So, you know, just be aware of, Look at creating something that can grow. Your, of course, virality is important, but don't don't front load it with something that you can't sustain. Yeah, yeah. I I think about Blue Apron. I think about Uber. About providing the discounts. You know, oh, you get twenty percent off here. Or you get fifty dollars off this week. And I feel like we see it's like like you, you can't do that for forever. And and the moment it's going to go from say twenty dollars a ride to go to my house to Forty dollars. I'm gonna go. You know, I'm just gonna take the bus. You know, like that's that's gonna seriously affect people's behavior. And you can only run the promotional gimmick for so long, or the actual product gimmick, like you just explained. Yeah, yeah. It's it's of course when you talk about marketing and growth. I mean, these are interesting ideas, but don't lose the value of what you're offering to the gimmick or the like carrot that's a that's a carrot but don't allow the carrot to be the thing the carrot is just there to like get people's attention yeah Um, be careful be be, definitely be careful on that yeah yeah recommend that book for sure uh so nick i i want to be respectful of your time so we like to ask two questions on the show at the end so first question how can i help you're doing it right now so uh i like it you know just you know highlighting us and you know just keep pointing people towards founders live and, you know, be an active, good citizen of founders live. Okay. If there's anything else I can do to help, uh, please, please do let me know. Uh, 
you know, after the show or we can, we can text or email. Uh, and then finally, where can we find you? And if you have any asks of the audience. Yeah. Uh, you can find me, um, on most of the social platforms that you know of, um, definitely on LinkedIn, you know, uh, Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, um, definitely just search my name a lot. Most everything, my handles are J Nick Hughes. So just the letter J in front of my full name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'm on founders live, come find me there. That's, that's great. And, um, obviously, uh, Jacob searched me. And if you just, maybe if you just search for Nick Hughes, maybe you'll find some stuff on Google about that. But, um, yeah, you can, you know, feel free to reach out, uh, any one of those platforms and say hi. And would love to connect and answer any questions or help you out in any way I can. Thanks so much, Nick. I, you're a really generous person, uh, always with with your time and being willing to help other people. I know one of the, the, the principles of Founders Life is uh, give without expecting anything in return. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's one that stuck with me for a long time, and I think you do a phenomenal job of of, of living that. Uh, so, so I just want to thank you for that. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Cheers, Nick. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Pleasure. Yo, thanks for listening to that two-part conversation with our guest. I really do hope I'm creating some value for you and making the journey of entrepreneurship a little less noisy, a little less lonely, and a little less stressful. Before you go, I want to ask you for one small favor. If you liked what you heard, Please help grow the show with me by either one, reviewing on Apple Podcasts, or two, subscribing to the show. To sweeten the deal, we're going to do something a little special. If you review the show on Apple Podcasts, I'm going to enter you into a $50 Amazon gift card contest, which we're going to announce the winner of every other week. It's simple. Review the show on Apple Podcasts. It's that little purple podcast app on your phone. Go to the show, scroll to the bottom, and hit review. 10 seconds, 10 words, very easy, and be entered into a raffle for a $50 Amazon gift card, which we're going to announce the winner of every other Thursday. It's free money. You got to love that. And it's easy to do. If you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be amazing. Thanks and take care and good night.